everybody. Happy Wednesday. Welcome back to the Self-Made CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Adrian Finch, and today we're talking all about mental happiness, one of my favorite topics ever. So just like the laws of success are universal, the laws of happiness are as well. And if we can take steps to improve our mental health and our mental happiness, that happiness will extend into and improve upon every aspect of your life. So today we're going to dive into simple ways to be happier, things you can think and say every single day that will drastically change your life for the better. So we're going to pop on over to the studio where I'm going to meet my guest, first time ever in the studio. Without further ado, here is episode six. Stay tuned. My name is Adrian Finch, and I believe wholeheartedly that anyone from any background can create the success and happiness that they want. With my proven productivity hacks, business tactics, and a little mindset coaching, this podcast will unlock your greatest potential and transform you into the CEO of your own life, business, happiness, and success. So what are you waiting for? This is the Self-Made CEO Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Self-Made CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Adrian Finch. We are on episode six already. I was just forgetting what episode it was. I can't believe it's already six. That means it's been wow. six weeks of this podcast. Amazing. Amazing. And I'm here with an amazing guest who I'll tell you about in one second. But I just want to say really quick, today is the first episode that I'm actually recording live from the studio. I'm currently in a studio right now with my face everywhere on TVs. It's crazy. This feels so legit. It's I, I don't know why I'm here. It's great. Um, but if you guys want to check out the video version of these podcasts, remember they're over on my vlog channel and I post them every Thursday. So this one will be especially cool because it's like actually the branded cool studio life. What's up, Studio Squad? Okay. <laughs> anyway, so welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for being here. Today's another really exciting episode. I have an awesome guest here with me. Um, her name is Mary Albertoli. She is not only someone that I've worked with almost like the last year yeah, on has been some year. projects, but she has also become a dear friend of mine. Um, she's so incredible. She does so many amazing things, and she's just very aligned with me about so many mental health topics. We, we love to just talk about mental happiness and just making the world a better place. And she's out there to really make the world a better place, which I support and I get behind 100%. So I'm happy to have her on today. We're going to cover a wide variety of topics, a lot about just the current state of the world and really shifting the conversation around how we talk about ourselves, how we view ourselves, um, things like that. But I'll let, I'll let her give a little bit of a background as to who she is right now. Oh, thanks, Adrian, for that lovely introduction. I appreciate yeah. that. And I appreciate you. Thank um, you. So I have a master's degree and I practiced for about 11 years working with children and adolescents, dealing with a lot of mental health issues such as suicide, homicide, uh, you know, bipolar disorder, anywhere from bulimia to anorexia to you name it, I covered the gamut. And I'm currently in the movement of creating a show that Adrian's part of, where we're going to start shifting the conversation on mental health issues altogether from a disempowering one to more of an empowering one. And the bottom line, this needs to happen because as we see the state and the world, especially with the young adult populations, with the school shootings rising, with mm -hmm. suicide at epidemic numbers, we're seeing cutting, we're seeing, you know, just the behaviors that are, are leading to destructive communities or, you know, destructive actions in the community. And it's more or less coming from the sense that there's something wrong with me. Now, you know, we're all we all have had suffering in our life. It's just part of being mm -hmm. human. And I think all of us can kind of say that we've had some sort of mental health issue in our lives. And it's a question of who are we talking to about it? And are we getting the support we need around it? And how are we viewing ourselves in light of that? Are we viewing ourselves as being the one who's odd out? Or are we seeing ourselves as a larger body of people who really can connect and to 
get to know each other on on that level and be able to be of positive influence in the conversations that we're having. Yeah. So that's kind of, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fantastic. And I guess you guys, if you guys follow me on YouTube or Instagram or have been following my journey, you know, I've been teasing a lot about this project that we've been working on. And unfortunately, we cannot yet fully disclose or talk about like exactly what that is. But I know you guys are aware we've been working on it and we're we're really just trying to create a movement that Mary completely started. Um, and that's why I wanted her here today is, as I've mentioned before, the laws of success are completely universal. So yes. how you feel and how you act and how you talk about yourself and others in one aspect of life affects and is the same as how you feel in another aspect. If you are unhappy in your life, you won't be happy in your business. If you don't want to take risks in your business, you won't take risks in your life. Or if you have negative self-talk, you know, you will probably talk about your business negatively. So in order for us to really be the best versions of ourselves and the most successful, happy versions, it, it really comes right down to our mental health, our mental happiness and just our overall mindset. So that's why you're so such a great guest right now is because yeah. everything that we work on every day has to do with it's universal. It has to do with every aspect of our lives. I think you're absolutely right, Adrian. I think that it's you hit the nail on the head. You know, I attend a um, very um, rigorous program for leadership. And one of the things they teach us is your world is your words. Mm -hmm. So whatever you say about your life becomes mm -hmm. and whatever you think about your life becomes. Now, it does require some a rigor in your thought and, and your speaking. But it's so important for us to get to that place where we're really sending out collectively a higher vibration for each mm -hmm. other if we want to see the world to shift. Mm -hmm. And it sounds kind of woo-woo, but it's so true. Yeah, we were just actually chatting before we started recording about how, you know, it does sound very woo-woo. It sounds a little bit cliche and corny, but it's like the very first step, you have to believe what you were saying and you have to believe that you can make these changes. And it all starts with your own beliefs and your own words. And if you don't believe it yet, I always say even like fake it till you make it, like say something positive out loud because you're really training your brain that you do believe that. And we're we're kind of unlearning a lot of these fixed mindsets that we've had since we were kids. And one right. of those is like, you know, if you're suffering like, oh, what's wrong with me? Something's wrong with me. I shouldn't be feeling this way. I shouldn't be like this. And that's something that I've learned to kind of train my brain out of is saying, no, who said that? That's not that's right. not right. It's OK. Everyone has things that they're dealing with. And you know, businesses have ups and downs, life has ups and downs, and it's all okay. And other people feel that way too. Yeah. And the thing is too, is that I understand that people could say, well, well, she didn't live my life. She doesn't know what I suffered with. And, you know, I'm here to tell you that we all have suffering. I mean, I lost a brother when I was young. I dealt with an alcoholic parent. I dealt myself with alcoholism and anxiety and depression. There's a lot of things I had to pull myself out of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There are certain advantages that I had over what other people have. But the bottom line is, is your choice, no matter where you are in life, to make the decision to say, you know what, enough of this kind of thinking that's pulling me down and pulling my community down or destroying other people's lives. Because when we don't feel good about ourselves, we tend to drag people down. Why? Because we want to have some mastery over the feeling. And it doesn't give us the feeling of happiness. It doesn't. Mm -hmm. Neither does pursuing things outside of ourselves, like having the next car or this kind of salary. I'm not saying those things don't help. The bottom line is if you're looking for answers outside of yourself, you're not going to find a true source mm -hmm. of happiness, which is within you. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I talk a lot about <laughs> external factors, too, in the sense of, you know, we tend to blame external factors for everything. Mm. And, you know, 
whether you're in a crappy situation or not, whether you got a parking ticket or someone, you know, something happened that you feel is out of your control. I like to bring it all back to, you know, but it is your con- it, it is in your control how you choose to assign meaning to it. Right. What are you going right. to let this external factor say about you, say about your life, about right. your chances of success? If you were raised and you, you know, didn't have the best money situation or family situation growing up, are you letting that define who you can or cannot <laughs> become now? Or are you saying, I'm going to shut up that voice that says all these external factors affect me now and I'm going to say, no, I can do this now. I can be successful. I can have money. It doesn't matter what these external factors are. Um, and I think it all comes down to we do tend to blame external factors. And the second we can shake that and just take full responsibility, as hard as it might sound, take responsibility for where you are now and what you are going to do in the future. Right. So when you have a vision, the biggest thing to do is to create a lot of good feeling around that vision. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and then what I had done to create the start of the show, which we're still pending, is I created teams. Teams of people who believed in my commitment and my vision. And through enrolling them in the, the show, there's just so much love and support we got from each other to move it forward. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you have a vision of something you really want to do, you know, don't make it a need. Make it a want. Mm-hmm. Make it a want and, and feel like you have it already. And, and, and really envision it in your heart and in your mind and be with it every day, whether it be 10 minutes five minutes, just be with it like it's a done deal. Yep. And I tell you, you'll start to see a plan unfold. Then I'll go backwards from the, the outcome. Yep, exactly. So. And when, and I, I do want to talk about that for a second, um, the show and the movement in a minute, but it, it is interesting. I always hear people talking about vision boards and visualizing and manifestation, which I would, I will for sure be getting into in future episodes. I'm obsessed with all of that yeah. law of attraction, just really visualization. Um, and, Whenever people talk about how to visualize, they say, do not say like, I will have this or I want this or I hope for this. Say, I have this now. And like, think about, put yourself in that position and picture having it right now. Right. So if you're like, I want like all the money in the world where I can donate to charities and go on vacations and pay for my parents' house, like sit there and imagine literally you doing that and the feeling that they have and you have. And it's so, it's so powerful. It's insane. I've manifested jobs. I've manifested relationships this way. That's so so cool. it really is. It really is powerful, and like you said, it's it's being in the having. And even though it doesn't show up in front of you that way, it doesn't matter. Yeah, because you get to the place where you trick the brain. Yeah, you trick the brain. Yeah, it it'll take you where you were supposed to go, and you don't even know where you were supposed to go. It's about detaching from the outcome. Right. But anyway, we could get into that I a know, lot right? because I love that so much. Yeah. But let's back up for a second. I would love to chat for a minute about this movement because obviously you and I have worked together a lot on this, and I was so happy and honored to even be brought onto this team. Oh, I remember. Yeah being introduced to it at first and just thinking, wow, this is one of my main life purposes is changing people's lives for the better and, and talking about, you know, mental health and mental happiness and letting young people know that it's okay. And that even though the world is in this current state, let's talk about it. And so I would love to just give a little bit of context and background without, of course, we can't give too much away, but let's chat about where did this, where did this idea stem from for you? Um, cause both on the business front and on the, you know, 
you decided to start something new, which is incredibly courageous. And it takes a lot to say, I'm going to start this thing and we're going to make it happen and it's going to happen. And so that is the one hand that I'm very proud of and excited for. The other hand is, of course, what's the actual content? So where did this come from? Where did this idea come from? And what's the main goal with it? So literally, I was sitting watching the news and hearing about a nine-year-old who took her life because of pure bullying. Um, She was a target of a lot of racial slurs. And it just... I had a visceral reaction, Adrian. I was so saddened by how bad things have gotten mm-hmm. for our youth today and that they feel like they give up the precious gift they've gotten of life. Now, it doesn't feel like a gift when you're suffering, and I get that. Yeah. However, our purpose is so much greater than we think it is. You know, we can say we're going through this one moment of suffering, and therefore it's time to cash in our chips and not even realize that We are pure awareness and pure consciousness that there is so much to life that we haven't even laid our fingers on. Mm -hmm. People always say, wait for the miracle. I encourage people to wait for the miracle because it's out there. So the whole show is a movement around these kinds of conversations where youth today are not sitting in isolation with what they're thinking about themselves. Yeah. Um, And they're not allowing the media, the Internet, Whatever's going on outside of them dictate who they are. They're deciding for themselves. They are a gift, that they are beautiful, that there is nothing wrong with them. And I'm talking about the bullier as well as the bullied. Mm -hmm. Because the bullied has certainly suffered their fair share of being a victim. And what they're trying to do is master the feeling by bullying others. (coughs) Unfortunately, that choice only leads to more sadness and pain for them. So um, there are other options. And the biggest one is to really have these empowering conversations, which we're hoping to have on sort of a a national platform. Yeah. For this age population. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think back to I just posted a video. I think one of my first videos where I really opened up about the anxiety that I used to have and kind of where it came from and my ADHD and how I had ADHD since I was a kid. And and I remember I so I just posted a video about that um, and it like it was incredible not only to just see the comments of people saying like I suffered you know I had this as well I have ADHD I have such bad anxiety like hearing your story was so inspiring like I got paragraphs and paragraphs of messages just being like hey just hearing that someone else went through this right is so makes me so like feel so much better and And there's so many of us who are dealing mm -hmm. with very similar issues that actually are fairly normal yeah you know absolutely it's what we're creating around it that's yeah. So disabilitating. Well, and, you know, even with my ADHD, I think back to when I was 12, when my parents first decided to get me tested. And I remember I did not understand. I thought I was stupid. I thought I was dumb. I thought because my brother was this genius, so smart, straight A's. And I was smart. I felt like I was smart, but I there was just something like I couldn't absorb certain things the way other people could. And I remember like not understanding what ADD was or like why I was get, going to this doctor, getting evaluated. I felt like I felt bad about myself. Right. Like I felt like a failure and I felt <coughs> dumb. And really it was just like I was 12 and I didn't understand like, hey, right. this is something that it's completely okay if you do have ADHD. It's okay like if you do or don't need medication or this. And, you know, I didn't ever end up going on medication, which now I'm actually very thankful for. But that's another whole story. But but at the end of the day, like people are on all sorts of levels and like you – 
can and should get the help that you need. And and really, it's just about the education. It's saying, hey, like me as a 12 year old, I wasn't educated to know, hey, ADD is a thing that people have. You don't need to feel bad about it. You don't need to feel stupid. There are other people in the world who who have this. Right. And so it's incredible, I think, for you to be able to create this show and movement. And like also for me to have, you know, my current platform where we can talk about these things. Things and it's people are always so fixated on fixing things and solving things overnight, totally, completely rather than thinking about the start, which is just let's talk about it because how impactful is just hearing someone else say, Hey, I, I have this too. You're not alone, right. especially people in power or people in who are famous or people, you know, people completely. that you wouldn't think. It's like they go through things. We're human also. beings, we're yeah. all human beings, we're all humans. And the more we can get in conversation and realize how really alike we are. Mm-hmm. The less separation and anxiety around isolation there'd be. Yeah, exactly. It for some reason it reminds me of like grocery store magazines of, you know, like the tabloids where they have sections that say celebrities, they're just like us. And it's like Jessica Simpson, she's paying a ticket. Like it's just so Hello. funny. It's so funny that we all that, you know, we like glorify people so much, but really it's like we all have issues. Yeah. And it's okay to have issues. And that topic of glorification is, you know, one that has come up. You know, in the sense of, I hear there's a pressure to become a star these days. Right. That everyone needs to become a star. Well, you are a star. But there's that sense of that. And also academic pressure. Mm -hmm. Needing to be the scholar who can make the college grade, which I I agree. The pressure academically is far greater than it ever has been. Mm -hmm. And I also feel there's a point where, you know, you have to realize that the most important thing in life is life itself. Mm Mm-hmm. And when you start to lose sight of that or it becomes the cost of you, yeah, that's where there's a breakdown. Oh, absolutely. It's like we're doing all these things every day just to exist as a human. Like you're paying rent, you're getting a job, you're doing doing your laundry, you're doing just to exist. Like the amount of effort and money <laughs> and time it takes to just exist. Yeah. So we're yeah, we're we're definitely putting way too much pressure on ourselves. I try to remember that. I try to remember like, hey. I try to step back and really visualize like the big picture of the world and just think this one little decision or this one little thing is not a big deal. Right. Right. And it's, it's tough. I mean, it's definitely tough. Yeah. So, yeah, um, it's hard to decipher out. Um, but the biggest thing is, is that where you feel like it's, you know, getting to be a cost to you to really sit back and say, you know what, is this worthy of me losing my sense of self? Yeah. Yeah. And it's not most of the time. Right. <laughs> Um, well, okay, you guys, we are going to take a quick break right now. And when we come back, I would love to chat a little bit about, you know, where, how do we start shifting this conversation ourselves and what is the current conversation kind of, how do we start, you know, if you're someone who does suffer with, um, any sort of mental illness, but also just, you know, negative self-talk or those academic pressures, like how can we start to really shift that thinking in those conversations? So we're going to take a quick break. We will be right back. And we are back. Hi. Thank you for still being here. I'm so happy right now. This is great. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's get into a little bit about kind of that that negative self-talk and where it's coming from and how we start to identify that it's happening and things that we can do to, like, immediately right now, today, after listening to this podcast, changes you can make today, things you can start shifting in terms of your language, in terms of your mindset, to be happier and to also just let more positive energy flow, to be you know, it, it's all, what's the word? Um, oh my gosh. Or? Well, yeah. Uh, contagious. Contagious. Yeah. 
You right. know, like your attitude is contagious and other people's happiness is contagious to you. And yes. So let's, let's get into that because that's something that's very important to me. And be patient with yourself around this too because we were born and raised with a certain dialogue. Yeah. And society is almost kind of like reinforced that dialogue. Oh, yeah. And now we're shifting that dialogue into something that's going to leave us feeling as though uh, we're, we're going in the right direction. Right. Or a better feeling direction. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Even just things like the news, I've muted a lot of my CNN alerts to that, you know, I keep them trying, I try to keep them just positive. Yeah. Um, I never have like the news running just because I don't want, I get that there are things that I should, you know, be aware of in the world, but I can't look at the headlines anymore. I can't. It's so negative and it, it makes me feel so terrible. I know. I it's know. really, really tough. <laughs> I know. But So let's go into some of that that talk, like what do yes. you see as a way that we could start shifting our dialogue? Yeah, so I think, yeah, we're, we're talking a lot about, and, and with this movement and show that Mary and I are working on with a team, we're talking a lot about just shifting the conversation from, first of all, first and foremost, step one being actually just opening up about things and acknowledging things, opening up about struggling, opening up about what's going on in your life, because, you know, pushing it down and bottling it up isn't, going to help you and it's not going to help others and and who knows by you even opening up about your own issues can actually help other people as well and that's something I've learned through YouTube is like you know I'm willing to be vulnerable and and put myself out there because if it even makes one person feel less alone right. then that's a success in my book like that you know I will be vulnerable so that this person can feel okay yeah and to add on to that don't make yourself wrong for having the feeling yeah it's just a feeling Exactly. You know, feelings come and go. Mm -hmm. um, don't make yourself wrong. Don't label yourself. Yeah. And I've talked about in in um, a past episode, too, about kind of in my episode, Shit Happens, I think it was episode three, I talked a lot about how, you know, it's not that we need to not feel emotions when, when something goes wrong that's maybe not in your control or something doesn't make you happy or you're feeling depressed one day or you're feeling anxious one day. It's not that you shouldn't be be accepting of those emotions. It's not that you should, you know, shut yourself up and say like, oh, it's wrong to feel this way. It's absolutely not wrong to feel that way. But we can kind of start conditioning our minds to acknowledge and accept our feeling and then to just move on to either start talking about it and solve it and like move forward. Or like if something happens that's out of your control, you get a parking ticket be upset for 30 seconds and then forget about it. Don't dwell on it. Don't let it change your whole entire outlook on the day, on the week, on your right. life. So I talk a lot about that. And I think there are little things we can start doing. So we just talked about step one, like open up about it and be okay with, like know that what you're feeling and going through is okay. And, and it's I, normal. I think too, what you're saying is limiting the time that you're going to allow yourself to yeah. feel bad about something. Yes. Because what happens is the longer we stay on a negative thought, other negative thoughts tend to feed in. Mm -hmm. And then we have a whole hornet's nest, so to speak, of negative thought. And mm -hmm. the only thing that does is keep you from your clearing. Yeah. From being able to create the space where you can breathe again. Mm -hmm. And it's so important because you're not what you think. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's that's negative feedback loops. I like to think about that. It's kind of like yeah. when something you wake up and you stub your toe. Well, does it just seem like, oh, and then you spill coffee on yourself and then you get a ticket and then your boss yells at you when really it's like these outside factors aren't necessarily having anything to do with who you are, what no. you're doing that day, you failing. It's just you're letting in and, and attracting these things because you're you're acknowledging and dwelling on one thing happening and it doesn't need to be like that. Right. So then I think step two is starting to take these little measures, little, little, little changes in your language and in your thoughts. And remember, you guys, your thoughts are your beliefs and your beliefs 
dictate who you are as a person. If you believe that money is hard to come by and that you can't be successful, you won't be successful because you're believing that. You're believing it's hard for you. If you believe life is going to be hard, it will be. If you believe it's easy, it will be. And I really hope that people start to, you know, find this kind of shift because I I know when I had my aha moment being like, whoa, if I want life to be good, like it will be. And if I believe that I'm going to be super successful, I will be. Like that's how it's going to work. And these thoughts and feelings will vacillate. You know, they'll go back and forth. Mm -hmm. I guess it's the best thing to know is that when you're in that negative feeling, reach for the next positive feeling Mm -hmm. thought. Something that's going to, whether it's, I don't know, having lunch because you're hungry or thinking about (laughs) someone in your life that you'd love to see. That shift in thought can actually change your physical reality. Oh, absolutely. And and don't get me wrong, you guys. I have my days. I have my days when I sit there and think, oh, my gosh, my videos are getting no views. Where What's <laughs> happening? I suck. Right. I'm not perfect at all. But I, I've started to really take these measures to shift how I speak. And I'll give you a couple examples right now and things that you guys can do as well. So one thing that I really get down on myself about is my punctuality and my lack or my lack of punctuality, my Mm non-punctualness and my sometimes my um, delay in responding or communication, texts, phone calls, emails. And, you know, we only have so much time to take on so much, but I really beat myself up because I don't want to be that person that's known as, oh, she's impossible to get a hold of. Oh, she she takes forever to respond because right now, like I mean, that's who I am. That that is. Right now, like that is, I can't help it. I have so much going on. I sometimes get behind. So something that I've started to kind of do just to really shift how I'm viewing myself and instead accepting like, hey, like I am busy. So sometimes I do take a little bit to respond. So I've started to first and foremost kind of acknowledge and accept that and also inform other people. Like if some if someone says, hey, can you um, send me this thing, you know, by whatever day, Friday, I'll actually sometimes now get back to them and say, yeah, absolutely. Hey, do you mind shooting me a text Thursday night and just reminding me to send this Mm. to you? You know, because then instead of me feeling bad about myself for being bad at remembering or having too much on my plate, I'm like, I'm offering a solution of, hey, I'm recognizing I'm, I may forget to do this. So if I space out, it's nothing about you. Like, please just remind me. Like I tell people all the time, just bug me, text me a thousand times. Yeah. So that's one thing I do. It really helps me feel better about it. And the other person not feel like, oh, they should take it personally or anything. Right, right. Another thing that I do is I got so used to responding to emails and the first sentence always being, so sorry for the delay or apologies mm. for not getting back to you <clears throat> quickly. I have now shifted that to thank you so much for your patience or thank you so much for following up with me. I really mm-hmm. appreciate it. Yeah. Because a lot of times people will follow up a couple of times and, and genuinely I'm like, thank you because I would have actually not gotten to it. And I cannot explain how simple of a change that was, but how happy, how much happier I feel and how how little I'm beating myself. I'm not beating myself up about That's it That's wonderful. Now. And I think the other person on the other end, too, if I received an email that was like, hey, thanks so much for following up. It's already just a happier, pos- more positive, cheery vibe than oh, like, yeah. so sorry, I've had so much going on. It's just, you know, like you feel the the you feel their stress mm-hmm. and I don't want to put my stress on anyone else right. and I don't want to be overdwelling on my own stress. Well, you're validating their importance to you. Yeah. 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 I'm thinking, saying, hey, thank you. And I'm also not making them feel bad for, for you know, emailing me four times or whatever, because I also, I do that to other people as well. So that's a very simple shift. It's just, you know, from 
instead of apologizing for things, say thank you. If you're late, instead of saying, sorry, I'm late, thank you for waiting for me. Instead of saying, you know, that you can really apply that to anything. Yeah, I just wanted to add one more thing. You know, I think when you acknowledged it, it was really key because whatever we resist in life seems to persist. Mm -hmm. And once you acknowledge it, then you're able to make a shift, change your behavior. Mm -hmm. And that's key. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, whatever you resist, it's like life is trying to teach you lessons all the time and show you things. And and if you're resisting it, you're just you're never going to you're not going to learn the lesson. Exactly. It's going to keep happening. That's right. Yeah. And then I think another one we were just mentioning is is uh, and you you mentioned this one is shifting the word but to the word and. So if you have an example of. Yeah, sure. Um, You know, I'd love to come to your party Saturday night. And instead of saying, but I have other plans, you could say, and I'd like to pick a date when I can catch up with you. Yeah. So it's allowing you access as opposed to kind of like buts. I always hear excuses. Mm -hmm. Excuses. As opposed to an opportunity. Yeah. Like I'm unable to make it and I'd love to make it up to you another day. Exactly. Yeah. That's so it's so powerful. And then I think another one is like we're kind of talking about visualization and really just shifting (laughs) from like, oh, I will. Oh, even. okay. here's another example. Like. If someone asks you to do something, if my roommate's like, Adrian, can you take out the trash? <laughs> Instead of just being like, oh, yeah, I will. Like, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. It's like, well, actually, maybe that's not a good example. But um, no, that's not a good example. OK, actually, that's a separate note, which I was going to say, like, I think that over. OK, something I used to have a huge problem with was like over promising and under delivering. So being mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'll do it tonight. Yeah, I'll do it tonight. I'll do it tonight or I'll do it tomorrow. And then I do it two days from now versus being like, hey, yeah, I'll do it by the end of the week. And then you get it done in two days. Then you're under promising over delivering. So the result is better than what you said it was going to be versus. And I have this problem where I want the person to meet like that immediate gratification. I want the person to think, oh, she's like right on top of it. Great. Oh, my gosh, this is awesome. But then if I'm late, it reflects worse than if I was like, yeah, I'll have it by the end of the week. And then it's early. I turn it in early. I'm learning how to give myself cushion time with things. Yeah. That was a that was a side. I mean, I used to do that to myself, too. And I realized it was a little bit of self-punishment. Yeah. You know, I mean, I can be my word if I'm able to be in integrity with what I can promise. You know, I mean, I. If I'm out of integrity with myself around what I can do, then, yep, you know. That's one of the, the hardest point? things. Oh, my gosh. I just did an episode on time mastery, but I want to do another one where I get into the, like, very specifics because that's something I've always struggled with was being able to actually predict and estimate the amount of time it takes me to do something mm-hmm. because it would I would usually underestimate the amount of time and then I would – over promise and then I would under deliver and then it just isn't that great right um but anyway back to kind of the visualization so shifting from sitting there saying you know I will be rich one day or like I hope that I'm rich one day I wish don't ever say I wish don't say that say I I have abundance I have success or like visualize yourself right now in that position so don't visualize like I want blah 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 imagine like if you want a Porsche Sit in that Porsche. You are sitting in that Porsche now. Right. And you are feeling, what does it feel like when you open the car door, when you smell the new car smell and you hear the engine rev? And like, what is that emotion? Because I think the emotions we feel dictate a lot of like our beliefs and actually what we're able to accomplish. And it's just our ability to use our imagination. Yeah. Now, of course, imagination without action becomes fantasy. So it does lie mm-hmm. in our head. Mm-hmm. So some action does need to be taken. But usually the universe unfolds to you what actions to take. 
Logan and I've seen that happen. Yes. And that's a whole manifestation thing that maybe I'll have you back on the podcast to talk about this is, you know, and we'll get into that later on because I could talk about it for hours, but with manifestation, it's, it's, it's letting go of the how and the why and the when and just letting it happen. So you visualize and you take the inspired action and then you just forget about the rest. doesn't matter when it happens. doesn't matter how it happens, which path it happens. It's so powerful. And I could talk about that for 10 years. So, And, and, you know, 10 to one shot, I know for myself when I've tried to jam in something because I think it needs to happen this way, it could have unfolded much more splendidly and beautifully if I just let go. Yeah. You know? Oh, absolutely. And then after it all happens, after the fact, you're like, man, why was I stressing so exactly. much about that? Right. Right. I feel like that always happens. Yeah. So maybe, okay, shifting back a little bit to kind of, we talked about the show and the movement and we talked about kind of where that came from and, and how there's just a lot of negative self-talk and a lot of destructive conversations happening out there. We talked about a couple things that we can, like a couple measures we can take every single day to shift our thinking and our word choice. And, you know, I'm sure there are some listeners, I almost say viewers every time. Well, I guess you're maybe viewing this, Adrian, or youtube.com slash Adrian Vlogs. Um, <laughs> but I'm sure we have a lot of listeners out there who, you know, are struggling right. or whether it's from past circumstances, external factors, mental health issues, feeling alone, feeling rejected. There are, you know, everyone suffers. And I would love to just you know, finish out this episode talking a little bit about that and how we can start to um, just change that, change our dialogue with ourselves around our own mental happiness. Well, certainly, you know, I I, I feel like if you are in an unsafe situation right now, like you feel like you're going to hurt yourself or hurt another person, please go to the hospital. You know, just go to the hospital, get the help you need or tell someone like a parent or a friend that could help you. Um, but another thing is chewing and lying and, um, you know, just the fact when you're having an experience and you're feeling bad about yourself to really try to step out of that um, somehow, to really kind of distance yourself from the thought of the feeling. And sometimes that mainly happens through conversation, you mm-hmm. know, basically able to talk to other people Um because your feelings and your thoughts are not facts, even though they feel like them, mm-hmm. they are so not facts. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely, everything's on a spectrum. And I'm always very cognizant of the fact that, you know, I may, I have suffered in my life, but I have not suffered the way that other people have suffered. And that it's all relative. Every single person's suffering is, is um, valid. Mm-hmm. And everyone has different circumstances. And for me, it's really important to just emphasize that no matter those circumstances, everything we talk about here on this podcast, everything, every goal you have, every dream you have, every everything you want to accomplish in school or in your business or, you know, the amount of money you want to make, it's all possible no matter what you're going through. There's always and I never encourage anyone to compare themselves to others. If, if you do compare yourself to uh, someone else, only do so in a way of like admiring that person and want, you know, be, having someone as a mentor. That's what I try to do. Instead of being jealous of someone's success, I now say, man, that's so awesome. Good right. for them. Right. How can I also right. achieve that level of success? I said this on one of the previous episodes that I try to always remember that when I feel like, you know, I'm having, I'm very overwhelmed or I'm stressed or 
I just had to pay $800 to replace my laptop screen. So maybe I don't have money to buy something else that I was trying to buy for my business. Whenever I'm worried like that, I always sit there and I think about how there's someone else in the world right now in my position, but worse with kids, with two jobs, with a mortgage, who is still doing what I'm trying to do, who Mm -hmm. owns a business, who you know, sells programs or is helping people, is changing people's lives. They're succeeding and they are, they're, they're in an even tougher position than me. I try to always remember that. And I try to think, Hey, I can still do this. It doesn't matter if I'm suffering one week. It doesn't matter if, you know, I lost $800 on a laptop screen. It doesn't, those are all external factors and they don't mean anything in terms of my ability to still carry out my dreams. And, oh yeah. I mean, when you think about it, we look at people who have come from the hell of poverty to where they had literally nothing Yeah, to fame and fortune through a talent. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so many I can think of right now that have come that far. Mm -hmm. And what's the difference? I think it's the knowing. I think it's in your heart of hearts, you just know. Yeah. And the way you get to a knowing is by having the shift in the conversation with yourself. You know, I've had this vision for this show for 10 years, but it wasn't until I really gave it my knowing and my commitment and no matter what happens, I'm going down with it. Yeah. You know, that kind of commitment. Absolutely. No commitment. And that focus and saying, (laughs) no, hold on, this is happening. So you guys can, can decide what you're going to do and you just make it a fact. People tell me sometimes, oh, I need to find a side hustle or I wish I had a side hustle. I say, okay, make one right now. Mm -hmm. Create one. That's your passion. No one's stopping you. Yeah. So just decide that, you know, decide that you're going to shift that conversation. Decide. I know for me, like I used to feel very depressed. It, it turned out for me, it was a lot of having to do with my environment. Mm. But I used to in the morning feel so just lethargic. I didn't want to move. I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to get out of bed. And one day, and by the way, please, as we were saying before, like, you know, everything's on a spectrum. This is just my circumstance. And I'm not saying that other people who are feeling depressed or feeling this way, like that this is something that works for everyone universally no and and all by the way leave like every sort of resource you can imagine in the show notes of this episode but I was gonna say that when I used to wake up like that I swear to you I had a day where I just woke up one morning and I was like no I am so sick of feeling sad and upset this is such a negative this feeling does not feel good right and I'm sick of not feeling good like no and I almost had this flip in my brain where I was like so sick of not feeling good and Mm -hmm. happy Mm -hmm. that I almost just it didn't matter what was going on. I just shut up that part of my brain and was like, uh-uh, I'm not going there. Right. Same. That's that's why when I when something happens, my laptop screen, I, I get a ticket. It's not fun, but immediately my brain now, it doesn't even go there. I yeah. wasn't even upset because I was like, well, that happened. Like, what am I going to do about it? I'm so, it's so miserable to feel miserable about it. Well, it's controlling your brain yeah. and not allowing your brain to control you. Mm-hmm. And we do have that power, believe it or not, as human beings. Yeah, we do. And many of the masters have gotten to that point so they have complete conscious control of their thoughts and they're able to manifest incredibly beautiful things from yeah them. oh it's insane if anyone has a wants a book recommendation the secret it's great the secret was actually the book slash movie that really made me have this aha moment this shift in like hold on i really can do all of this right now or the power <laughs> of the subconscious mind by joe dispenza it really goes into how the subconscious yeah. really controls your your reality. And the more you can work on your brain and become more rigorous about your thoughts and, and how you speak of your world, mm-hmm. 
um, the better your life can become. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's so much there. We could maybe we'll have to have a, a round two of this episode and talk a lot about law of attraction manifestation because I know I'm super interested in that stuff and I would yeah. love to share it with the audience. Well, I mean, I I'm so happy that you know we got to touch on this. I'm so happy that everyone got to meet you because you've been a big part of my life for the last Same year here. and it's been really exciting you guys. I seriously cannot wait until we can share all of this with you. This movement is something that not only you guys can be a part of in many ways and so keep up to date with me um, on social media if you guys want to stay up to date on that because we're, we're going to be – it's really – it's getting there. It's really getting there, and I can't wait to share with you. There's so many ways you guys can be a part of it and in a way that's going to benefit you and others, you guys helping others, me helping you, you helping me. It's all a community effort. <laughs> so Shifting that conversation yeah. internally and externally. Yeah, and so, Mary, how can how can people maybe follow up with you? Are you going to be – posting on any social or what do you have going on is there any way we can follow with you are we gonna are we gonna build you a, a youtube channel are we gonna build you a facebook i would love that adrian yeah. with your help of course oh yeah of course you know i would love to do that i think that as we get more underway with the show yeah the more we can speak up about this and get people on board yeah absolutely really, you know following the whole timeline and really uncovering new and powerful ways to talk to each other and about ourselves yeah it's it's going to be so important I 100% agree. So you guys, if you aren't already, make sure that you're following my personal Instagram at Adrian Finch and also the podcast Instagram, which is at the self-made CEO. I will be sure to update you guys on the status of this show and the movement and how you can be involved and also on lovely Mary's progress with her own social media, which I think I will probably be helping you with because that would be awesome. I would love that. And we're going to have a ton of content just around all these topics. I will also leave in the show notes um, some resources for you guys, some ways that you guys can can um, reach out to people for help if you are struggling at all and maybe don't have someone in your life that you feel comfortable talking to. I'm going to leave you guys some resources there. And and please always just know, like, consult a doctor or a licensed therapist or someone like that if you are feeling super down and, and need we help. We want to keep you safe. Yeah, we want to keep you safe. You're so. so important to us. Yes, absolutely. So thank you so much for being here, Mary. Thank you, Adrian. So I really happy. appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, of course. It's been awesome. So... Guys, thank you for listening. You know, remember to do the usual. Subscribe to the podcast. Give it a rating, a review if you guys want. And you can always email any questions or ideas or feedback to the self-made CEO podcast at gmail.com. Um, yeah, and everything will be in the show notes as per usual. I love you guys. Thanks for coming. Thank you, Mary, for being here. Thank you. And we will catch you in the next episode. Stay well. Bye.